Jenny Cooney has been a part of Hollywood for 30 years, reporting on all the Aussie stars, from Hoags to the Hemsworths, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie and beyond. This is Aussies in Hollywood. You'd be forgiven for not knowing who Catherine is. Catherine Langford is actually a 21-year-old from Perth, Western Australia, and really a year ago nobody had heard of her, maybe even six months ago, but she's now the star of one of the biggest series on Netflix called 13 Reasons Why, and she's suddenly become Hollywood's kind of it girl. 13 Reasons Why was the story of Hannah Baker, uh, a young high school student who commits suicide and she left a box of cassettes that were to be shared by 13 people who, in the cassettes, she explains to each of them why they're responsible for her suicide. So it's kind of told in flashback as well as, you know, what they're all dealing with after the suicide. Also, it just really became like the Stranger Things sort of phenomenon this year. People make jokes about the show in terms of, I'm giving you a cassette. Like, it's really reached into sort of the zeitgeist of everybody talking about it and it was initially thought to be kind of a teen series but I'll admit it I watched it I loved it I binged on it and um, I'm surprised how many critics and older fans there are for the show as well so it seems to have really spread across a huge demographic. I was really impressed when I first met Catherine she's actually the only person I'm interviewing for my podcast series that I had never met before but I just knew as soon as I saw her in this show and saw what people were saying about her that she is going to be the next big thing to come out of Australia. And I was fascinated with how somebody that I'd never heard of was suddenly starring in this show that everyone was talking about because I like to think I know everybody in LA. So it was great to get to meet her. She came to our offices, the Hollywood Foreign Press in West Hollywood, and she sat with the members and did a press conference and... I was pleased to see that a lot of them didn't know she was an Aussie either. I had also just spoken to Kim Ledger, Heath Ledger's father, at an Australians in Film event the night before when we announced the winner of the Heath Ledger Scholarship. And I had no idea that his family has a very close connection to Catherine. She went to school with his daughter Olivia and they've been long-time family friends. So he had also given her a little bit of advice on the way and he was pretty thrilled about what had been happening to her too. So I was thrilled to catch up with Catherine on her way to San Francisco to start filming the second season of 13 Reasons Why. Here's Catherine Langford. Well, I actually grew up with um, and went to school. I was in the same year as Olivia Ledger, who's Heath Ledger's half-sister. I, I just grew up knowing that Olivia had a famous brother, but we were 16 years younger than he was, so I never really fully understood the significance of what he was doing or who he really was. When I did get the role for 13 Reasons Why, I actually contacted Kim just to ask him a few questions. He's been super supportive and it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre but also interesting now that I am older to have recognised the work that Heath did and to be able to kind of still be in touch with them. Did you ever meet Heath? I think he came to our school once, but I was, I was too young to, to, to remember. <laughs> yeah. And what kind of questions did you have that Kim could help with? I guess it was mainly just technical technical things. Prior to 13 Reasons Why, I'd done like one or two like free uni student films and uh, one crowdfunded short film, but 13 Reasons Why really was the first proper paid job that I'd ever got, and it's a Netflix series. 
a lead role in a Netflix series in another country and there are so many elements that go into that you know you have to go come over here and, and get a social security number and they were still trying to figure out my Owen visa situation and so Kim was really helpful just with kind of helping me and and my parents prepare I guess for what was going to be the next six months and and just helping with things that I otherwise would have gone in blind it just feels really uh special I guess to for you to have that mm you know, that relationship that you never realised would turn into you becoming an actress and and being able to ask them for advice. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it is, it's bizarre and it's, it's, it's so nice, kind of warm to hear you say he's uh, a little bit paternal because Kim literally has watched me, I think, because obviously like his daughter, we were in the same year, watched me in the nativity play when I was six years old. So, so to be able to talk to him, like, I don't know how many ever years later, it's kind of a, a nice sort of circle and they are such wonderful and genuine people and have been through through so much so I, I really value their their knowledge but also just them as people they're so warm now it's not enough that you're a great actress you were also a great <laughs> swimmer I heard uh. <laughs> can you talk about your swimming career and why did it end oh well swimming was a huge part of my life I was a, I was a swimmer for 10 years I was a national swimmer for I think a, half that time I mean like art I was just inclined towards like I, I think I'm sort of just naturally quite athletic um like I'm naturally sort of just inclined to music and the arts and it sort of started off as something just a social sort of thing that my parents put me in to learn how to swim and be a capable swimmer because obviously Australia we've got a lot of beaches and a lot of water it just took off and I, I think I just got more and more involved in it and so I was really really heavy into swimming when I was 14 15 even 16 but by the end of that year I decided to stop because I needed to focus on school and I just got into a, a gifted and talented school so I really wanted to try and shift my my focus from swimming to, to music and and obviously schoolwork and final year. But you won some national competitions? I didn't win but I I qualified to go to nationals. I went to nationals I think when I was 14, 15 and open nationals when I was 15, 16. Were you ever thinking Olympics or? <laughs> I was thinking it, um, but whether it was going to happen or not, I think was a, a totally different, um, <laughs> totally different thing. But I did swim with actually a really, a really wonderful um, uh, swimmer who, who went to the Olympics last year, Brianna Throssell. She's another Perth girl, so I swam with Brie. She would lap all of us, but um, yeah, it's fantastic to see her succeeding and um, I love cheering her on when I get to see her. And so you kind of ended that chapter of your life and then you got the bug for <laughs> acting. Your parents are both doctors, right? Yeah, that's correct. So how did they feel about you wanting to go off on this journey? My parents, you know, although they're, they're doctors, they were also really wonderful in bringing me up because they also have a love for the arts. And so I grew up with a value for education, but also being exposed to musicals and being exposed to art. Because of my parents, I was, you know, able to, to do singing lessons and, and sort of explore music and, and art from an early age. So I always sort of dabbled in it, even when I was swimming. And so when it started to become a, a bigger thing, I guess it just felt very natural. Although I think for any parent, when, when you tell them that you want to be an actor, it's sort of like maybe the worst news a parent could, not not because of, of what it is, but it is such a hard industry to succeed in, and that's what anyone will tell you. It's a lot of it's chance and a lot of it, you know, only like, you know, not many people get to fully pursue it. But I think, I think my parents have been really wonderful and to their credit they've just been un unfailingly supportive always and uh, I really I really thank them for that. So you had started out by trying to get into WAPA and that didn't work out. Tell me yeah. a little bit about the order of how everything happened. <laughs> All kind of blends into one I think. 
I always kind of did drama and music throughout high school. Um, so I, tra- I trained as a classical singer for sort of the same period of time as I did swim, and I, st- I still do that. My God, is there anything you can't do? Uh, <laughs> can't throw a ball. I'm terribly uncoordinated. There we go. <laughs> well, that'll ruin your life. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it it, it it would just happen very naturally. I think I just, you know, I, it was something I always dabbled in, and then I moved schools to, to Perth Modern, and through being able to explore what I loved, I just... I was more and more involved in music and then at the end of that year I decided that I would try out for drama school because that's kind of that's what you do didn't get in because you know I didn't have enough life experience I was 17 and and fair point so so the next year I did a diploma of music theatre so I was like you know I can sing sort of I enjoy that I can sort of dance and I can sort of act so I I did a year of music theatre where was that principal academy of dramatic arts there we go uh called pad uh it's uh it's a place in perth and it was a very intense like 40 week 50 hour a week course i did like hopping straight into it after um year 12 what was really beneficial for me from that is that i kind of got to have a taste of a lot of elements of of performance and what i kind of found out was that i really like the acting thing i'm like i really like music really like dance and i don't know if i like this all together but i kind of am really enjoying the acting side of things so then the following year is when i i kind of took my first screen acting class and at I, the same place or no at a, at a different place at uh, a place called uh, NASA so Nich- Nicholson's Academy of Screen Acting and uh, Fern Nicholson uh, was my teacher she's been really wonderful and, and supportive because in Perth like it's I, I think it's hard particularly as an adult starting out you know not having necessarily a film school or a drama school behind you um there are so many elements, you know, you have to have your headshots and your showreel and it's very hard to do those things when you're just one person. So it was nice for me to be able to find a class where I felt like I could I could kind of insert myself into and it, it was really great for me. So, yeah, I guess from there I just kept learning and I tried to learn as much as I could and then... And, and then how do you yeah. get a US agent when you've <laughs> never been to the US? Um, well, that was... I think that was where the, the chance part of the job comes in is that at the end of the year... Um, my US managers who I have now did a trip to Australia and uh, when they visited Perth my agents at the time set up a meeting just for me to kind of meet some US managers because I'd never been to the States and from that meeting they decided that they really liked me and they wanted to test me out so they sent me two auditions and I I put a tape down for both of them and then um, I was asked to test for network for both of them and then the week after that I found out I got into Whopper so it was like Brilliant, brilliant, but oh god, now what do I do? Um, really? Yeah. Was it the timing was that exact? Oh, like, it was like I auditioned for Whopper. I heard about the meeting with my with my managers. Um, I got asked to get a call, have a callback for Whopper, like my final callback for Whopper. Then I met with my managers. Then I put the tapes through, and they said they liked me. Then oh no, then I got into Whopper. Then they were like, these guys want to test you. So it was, it like yeah, like you said, it, it kind of was this crazy November. And one one of those was thirteen reasons why. No, actually, that that came later. So the two the two uh, projects that I was asked to test for network for one was in London and one was in LA. Um, and I ended up going over and not getting either of them. And so I came back, you know, not at drama school with we, no job. Had you already turned down Whopper at that point? Yeah. So you were like, oh, my God, I've turned down Whopper and <laughs> I didn't get the two. <laughs> I am jobless, I am drama schoolless, uh, and I was kind of trying to think, you know, what do I do now with this this whole year ahead of me? 
and it was about that time that 13 Reasons Why came around and I, I did the tape for it and then I think it was a month later that they started that they called me back and said hey they, they really like you and that's kind of when I did all the callbacks and, and the final test for network but they they never brought you over for any of the auditions you found out you got the job without ever actually meeting anybody that you were going to work with is that right yeah <laughs> they couldn't from memory uh so they called they did like callbacks and then they said we want to we want to test her I think I was like one of four girls who they put into the, like the final list but because I live in Australia they couldn't get me out to San Francisco in time so I uh did my test for network I had Tom McCarthy who's directing the first two episodes on Skype. And we just want to interrupt and say Tom McCarthy won an Oscar <laughs> directing and writing yeah. Spotlight a few years ago. So continue. Yes. Um, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> and he, we just kind of workshopped the scenes and um, I had a friend recording it and then we sent through the footage to them and then two days later all my managers called and, and said, okay, do you want the, the good news or the bad news? And I went, okay, well, let's go good news and they're like you got the part bad news is we've got to get you an O1 visa in 10 days without ever having done anything and usually even if it's expedited it's like six weeks so we were pushing it this is kind of where the everything happens for a reason part comes into me getting the role is that if I hadn't gone and tested for network for the other two projects I wouldn't have had anyone to write my reference letters to get my visa so touch wood wow. <laughs> thank you so everything happens for a reason yeah gosh Wow. I hope that doesn't sound too cheesy or like cliche, but <laughs> it felt like that a little bit on this show. And then suddenly you were in San Francisco, first on the call sheet, as they say, the, the star <laughs> of the show, you know, with an Oscar winning director. Yeah. Um, what What was it like? Did you have any family or friends around you? Did you, how, how did you handle just being thrown to the wolves, so to speak? <laughs> um, I, I don't know, I guess like, a lot of my life, like me and my, my reps have a running joke that my life is just like always flying by the seat of my pants. So I'm kind of used to having to rally and, and just being thrown into things. So um, I guess there was that. But I think also um, the producers and everyone involved in the project realised that, you know, I was this 19-year-old coming from Australia. So they were really, really lovely and super accommodating and, and really helped me get settled in. What was it like in terms of being on a, an American set actually getting to not just act in a short film but this was your first major project of any kind right yeah besides some short films you'd done really I'd done like one crowdfunded project like one crowd uh, crowdfunded short film called daughter prior to that and so stepping into 13 reasons why it wasn't just like a matter of you know doing something in America or you know doing something overseas but it really was the first time I had ever had like a proper job like something that I had auditioned for something that was union something that was going to be accessible and distributed so there was a lot to learn and uh, I, I I definitely feel like I I kind of learned um, on the job uh, <laughs> it was the hardest first job to probably have in terms of content for a lot of other reasons but it was also the best first job I, I could have ever imagined or I could have ever had so I feel like it it all kind of worked out and I'm Happy I got to be a part of it. Hey, it's Hannah. Hannah Baker. Holy shit. Settle in, because I'm about to tell you the story of my life. More specifically, why my life ended. And if you're listening to this tape, 
You're one of the reasons why. Next on Aussies in Hollywood, Catherine talks about the pressure of what comes next after starring in your first big hit series and also a surprising connection with a massive pop icon that goes all the way back to Perth. You know, you got this job, I mean, impossible odds. You never even met the people that cast you and it was a massive series. And it seems that so many Australians are coming over here now, not in the old tradition of mm. you get a big movie in Australia and then that brings you here. Yeah. I mean, in your case, you hadn't even, you know, it wasn't even they found you in a drama school. What do you think it is about Australians that helps them succeed? Do you think there are some qualities about the Aussies that are different to maybe the American actors? I think it's a, it's a hard one to answer because I've never actually had the opportunity to work with another Aussie. But I've heard from other people that every Australian they've met are really, like, down-to-earth and nice. And so I think that may have something to do with it. Well, uh, you heard that journalist upstairs before. She sounded yeah. really surprised that you were so normal. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and I've, I've said that to a few people. Like, I think I personally also, like, I think what was good for me about growing up in Australia as an actor was uh, even though, you know, it was hard finding drama, drama classes that weren't drama school or, like, a teenage film school, you're kind of at least in Perth, tucked away and sort of left to your own devices. And I really value the privacy to do that, um, which is something I'm sort of battling with now. I think I think being able to be left alone and experiment without any preconceived, like, judgment or, or opinions is, is really liberating and very, very good for art. Did you have any friends over here when you got here? Did you gravitate towards any of the Aussies mm-hmm. anywhere? Or what, what's your relationship with Australia, you know, when you're overseas? I love Australia. I've actually, I just flew in actually from Australia this morning. You, you and I were talking <laughs> about it before. Um, and I was home for two weeks, which was so wonderful. I, I try and go home as much as I can. But I think for a lot of reasons, mainly because my journey has been very strange. Like it's not your typical kind of like ascension or, or what have you whatever you want to call it into your first job and I think for that reason you know like I I didn't necessarily know a lot of Aussies over here and it's not really been until recently that you know that I've had some time off in LA that I've actually been able to say hello to a few funnily enough um a few of a few of the Aussie friends I I have now who are actors are all from Perth so it's it's nice to be able to kind of find fellow Aussies when when you're over here because I think at first it it can be a bit isolating and you can miss home but it it seems especially in LA there's like this big kind of community from Australia which is always nice because you feel like you've got a family away from home. And you had just finished uh, filming the first season when you got this huge movie role. Tell (laughs) us about that. Yeah it's kind of crazy when you say it like that Um, but it, it it was fantastic. I finished 13 Reasons Why and I came back, I think, for two weeks to L.A. And, and during that time I auditioned and, and was cast in a, a film that's based on the novel Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. And it's a pro-LGBTQI film being made by a big studio, which makes me very excited to, to be a part of it. Um, but we, we filmed it in Atlanta, March, April, May, um, just just kind of during the time that 13 Reasons Why came out. And it was such a cool experience, you know, having done, just come off my first show and, and sort of first acting experience to then be able to, to jump into another project with some really, really wonderful young actors and some really wonderful, so like just slightly older actors like Jennifer Garner, her wonderful, she's so warm and, and professional. And Well, she also knows what it's like to 
start on a hit show, right? With an <laughs> alias. One of the really cool things about working on, on jobs and different jobs is being able to meet different people because even though the industry I've learned is so small, it's sort of like two degrees of one degree of separation between everyone. Everyone has such incredible experiences and particularly again with like the show um, my parents who were played by Kate Walsh and Brian Darcy James I mean they're they're phenomenal like not just as actors and performers but also um, as people and and how they hold themselves up and how they conduct themselves and their experience it's it's that's I think something that I really value and it's it's so priceless and wonderful to be able to work with that caliber of You're going up to San Francisco Mm. for season two. Anything you can tell us about season two? I know that I'm in it. (laughs) I know that's a really useful piece of information. Um, I'm in it. Well, you know, that could necessarily, you may not be in it if, you know, (laughs) if it wasn't about her still being dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I I mean, I I, I don't know, maybe they'll like pull me out or pretend that I'm in it. I don't know. I, I think that the writers are really so talented, particularly Brian Yorkie. I think I'm just excited for whatever they come up with because I know that it will be valid and I know that it will... Um, I'm, try, I'm trying to put this into words. I don't think they'll do anything that will jeopardise, you know, the importance of the story that we've told in the first season. So I think I'm just excited to see whatever they come out with and um, I'm excited to obviously go back and see everyone and start working again. Hopefully you won't have to go through some of the things you had to act in the first season, right? I mean, unless we're going to... Do know, a different point of view. Maybe. I I don't know. I kind of... I, I figure I'm just... I, as you said, I like, I'm, I'm flying there tomorrow and um, I'm kind of just going there with an open mind and strapping myself in for the ride because it will be... I know whatever we do, it will, be, it will be great and fun. It will be intense, but it will be, it will be good by the end of it. I mean, obviously you want your career to, to have longevity mm-hmm. and you've had such an unusual and dramatic beginning with, you know, series, movie, second season. Yeah. Do you have some sort of plan about how you're going to hang on to who you are and what you want regardless yeah. of what comes or doesn't come? For me, one thing that I really value in other people but also in myself is integrity. You know, I kind of figure that if I just stick to what I, I love and what I'm passionate about that's that that at the end of the day will like make me happy um I mean it's 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 a weird and interesting question because people have asked and obviously like I I think you know growing up in an age of social media I'm not immune to kind of those labels that we put on people like we put on Jen Lawrence people want to build you up as like the it girl or girl of the moment and I'm not really in for that ride like I'm I'm more just of the mindset of I want to do good work having having had the opportunity to have my first show be with some really incredible people I just want to try and maintain that caliber of work for myself but also in the projects I choose and if if a platform comes from that then to be able to use it for for things that I think matter like mental ill health or or like sexual assault or things that are relevant and I can aid a hand in I hope that made sense and didn't feel Yeah, weird. no. Yeah. No, it does. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that I don't think you're going to have a great oh, career. No, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I, yeah. There have been lots of people who've had, like, ten yeah. years ago they had something big and, mm. and then they had to wait a while for, like, mm. the next thing that they really wanted or they were, you know, doing other things or... Yeah. So I was just curious because <laughs> you started like this. Yeah. You know, how hard it is to just kind of just stay focused on what's right in front of you and not be mm. thinking... 
but what if this happens and what if that yeah. doesn't happen? And Yeah, I, I totally, I, I get what you mean and I, I wasn't thinking that you, you thought otherwise, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, like... Yeah, you I'm are saying aware. you're never going to walk again, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, but you, the thing is you don't, you don't know and, like, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. Um, but I think one of the thing that, things that's easing it is uh, I'm not in this for any other reason than, like, just doing really good work you know I think I think when you start out you think the idea of fame is really really cool but what I learned from from the show and from the response and fame is fickle and and the reason I I'm here is because because of what I've done and because of the work I've done and it's not really for any other reason so I just actually sort of disconnected a little bit from Instagram a few weeks ago because I just felt like it's it's more important for me to just focus on what I know how to do as opposed to worry about what's going to happen and you know, I just want to keep doing good work because I think that's what's going to make me happy, do good, yeah. how I'm going to do my best for everyone else. So, yeah. And last question, and just talk about yeah. some of your influences and your inspirations. I know yeah. you've talked about Lady Gaga <laughs> and obviously you work with Selena Gomez who produces mm. the show. Are there Australian actresses that you've watched and admired and looked closely at how they've mm. handled their career? T- tell us a little bit about... I think, I mean, there are so many talented Aussie actors and like you said, like, we do so well... I, f- I feel for for you know over here, but just just in general, I feel like I feel like a lot of Aussie actors have had have been really level headed, and I think that's what I really appreciate. You know, you look at Hugh and Nicole and, and Kate, and they all come home and they're all still really level headed, really talented actors, but also just really know what they're doing. Um, I think for me as well, like I, I draw inspiration not just from watching people around me and and you know. Uh, learning from people that I admire, but I also feel like I admire and am, am inspired by people who um, don't just do good work in their given field, but also use their platform for good. So, like you said, I mean, it's it's well known that I, I admire Lady Gaga. You know, I think I, I really admire her integrity and her creativity and what she's done for the LGBTQI community. But I also really admire like Angelina Jolie, and I think she's done some wonderful things with UNICEF um, and international affairs. Um, and then I also, you know admire and am inspired by people like Meryl Streep and Viola Davis and Kate Winslet who are not just phenomenal actresses but who also have really strong voices and use them I just I just look up to people who who try and do good and um and, I don't know <laughs> and, and do you get excited when one of them tweets you or do I get excited nah yes <laughs> was that true Lady Gaga yeah which is bizarre because it's like what was it she um well I did a I did an interview and they asked us you know who's your favorite artist and I said Lady Gaga and a fan of the show and a fan of Gaga retweeted it at her and then Lady Gaga retweeted it and wrote Catherine with a love heart and that because I don't have Twitter right and so that that moment like I was just kind of like she knows who I am like it's no longer like you're hiding it's like okay you said my name like we didn't say it maybe did. But I didn't hear you say it. But like you've written it, and the whole world can see it. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's it's I don't know. Th- that that's that's kind of where you realize how how the reach I guess the reach of Netflix and and how big the show is is that like someone you admire is watching it and like is calling you out by your first name. So sorry. Now you asked if I got excited, and now I've literally just kept going and been like, I'm not excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't deal. Um, yeah, it's very special. <laughs> well, Catherine, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, maybe we'll one day get that video of your nativity uh, play when you were six. 
who knows? <laughs> but I'm sure there'll be lots of great work ahead for you. So oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was really impressed with Catherine. She's so mature for her age, only 21, and has this massive hit show, and she just seemed to handle it all in her stride. I have no doubt we'll be hearing lots more from her. Obviously, she has a second season of 13 Reasons Why. I wouldn't be surprised if one day Catherine ends up in a movie acting alongside Lady Gaga, given their mutual love and respect for each other, and I'll be first in line to buy a ticket to that movie. Next time on Aussies in Hollywood, Jenny chats to Anthony LaPaglia about his beginnings in theatre, landing his role and Golden Globe on the long-running crime series Without a Trace, and his veterans' insight into those who take their time in Hollywood for granted. I've seen people come out from Australia, get successful here pretty quickly, and adopt Hollywood faster than any American I ever saw adopt Hollywood. They had the entourage, they had everything within 10 minutes. You know, you can be critical of the American system or American films or American television. My question is always then, why here? I really take umbrage at people who shit on the opportunity that they've gotten. And I'm telling you right now, they do. It always ticks me off. I've had a few arguments once in a while with Aussies who get a bit highbrow about how much better than they are than the American system. And I always go, you know, there's QF11 every night. <laughs> it leaves LAX, you can go. And go back to neighbours. That's next time on Aussies in Hollywood. Aussies in Hollywood is recorded in LA for Podcast One. Recording is by Andrew Sink. Audio production by Alex Mitchell and Nick Slater. Produced by Tim Dunlop. Executive producer is Jamie Cho. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.